0: Everyone. Good morning, everyone. Well, that wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> morning, everyone. Good morning. Okay, it's great to be in the House of the Lord, and it's great just to remember our services that died. and anyone see the remembrance service last night uh, on BBC One? They have the when they have the. Um, if you if you want catch up, it was brilliant because they gave them. Um, tribute to the queen and it was very good okay let's pray father we thank you lord for your word this morning we thank you lord for this church we thank you lord for what this church is doing in this community and we do pray lord for this event which will happen in two weeks tonight we pray lord that the fellowship will be great we pray, Lord, that there are people that will come in who may not be Christians, and as a result of this fellowship together, that they may turn to you. We thank you, Lord, for Eddie and the team. Lord, who have been here for so many years. And we just pray that you just have your way and just bless this church in the days to come. Because, Lord, this is a very needy area, like many areas in Liverpool, which need you. At this time. In Jesus name, Amen. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Okay, if you've got your Bibles, let's turn to 2 Chronicles, chapter 20, beginning to read at verse 1. 2 Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 1, and you'll see the reason why I've chosen this, especially when we're thinking of (coughs) Remembrance Sunday. Okay, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 1. It says this. It happened after after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, A great multitude is coming against you beyond the sea from Syria and they are in Hazan Tamar which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask people to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah (coughs) they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new cause, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations, and in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God, who drove out the inhabitants of this land and before your people, Israel, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it, your name saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword judgment pestilence or famine we will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to to, to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. and now there are the people of amon moab and mount seir whom you would not let israel invade when they came out of egypt but they turned from them and did not destroy them here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession which you have given us in, which you have given us to, to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but arise upon you. Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehiel the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Matanah, and Levites of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen to all of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and your king Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, nor dismay, because this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against against them at the at hand the of the brook, which is the wilderness, before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. <clears throat> Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Korites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. And you, inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe the prophets, and you shall profit, prosper. And when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who shall sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army, and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures for ever. Okay, sorry it's a long reading, but you'll see the reason why that is in a minute. Now, at this particular time, there were two kingdoms. There was the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. Solomon had now died, and and it was divided into two. And the kingdom of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. King Jehoshaphat, as we've just seen, did things for the Lord. And you can see exactly... Of how, <clears throat> of how King Jehoshaphat was used by God to bring glory to his name. And it just shows you too of how sinister these men of evil can do. Because King Jehoshaphat and King Ahab, as it says, they came up and they fought against Ramoth Kileon. Don't have to turn to it, but it's in, it's in the previous chapter and it's from verse 28. And Ahab said this, he said, you you, King Jehoshaphat, you bring all your paraphernalia, bring all your stuff. And and but I will hide myself, because Ramoth Gilead and the people of Syria wanted to get hold of um, Ahab, but did not want to get hold of Jehoshaphat. And so the king of Syria commanded the captains of the chariots and saying, Fight with no one smaller grace, but only with the king of Israel. But Ahab thought he was clever because he decided to disguise himself. And he says this, I will disguise myself and I will go into battle. But you put on your robes, this is what he said to King Jehoshaphat. And said, so the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Now we know that King Jehoshaphat should not have gone into battle with Ahab because he was a very wicked king indeed. But this is what happened. The captains of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat, and they did not know, and, and King Jehoshaphat said this, and cried out to the Lord, and said, The Lord helped him, and God diversed them from him. So God diversed these people who, were gonna, who thought it was King Ahab, but it wasn't, it was King Jehoshaphat. And then a certain man drew a bow, and it says, and struck the king of Israel between the joints of his armour. Because God knew where this man was. And God had the final say. And we read the King Ahab died for King Jehoshaphat was saved. So there we have a situation where King Jehoshaphat, before this, was used by God and gives us hope as well. Because we fail God all the time. And yet King Jehoshaphat Cried to the Lord, and that's so important for each one of us in our churches today. And then we come to this part, and there was the, in, in the passage that we just read, and this reminds me. I mean, I'm, I'm not that old, but this reminds me in 1945, 1941, when this country was faced with Hitler coming to this country, and what did this nation do? The king said that we need to pray, we need to pray and that's what's missing in this country today, that we need to pray. There was this army, this strong army that would defeat us and yet Hitler went to Russia because God told him, because God was in the midst and we praise God for that in that situation. And this story that we're talking about today now there's no difference because it says in verse one that there were people there was Ammon, the people of amon and others beside the ammonites came to battle against jehoshaphat so there was a whole army of people that were coming to king jehoshaphat and some came and said to jehoshaphat you know on your borders It's sadly like when Russia invaded Ukraine, they went on the border and stayed there for so long, the same thing was happening here. And it says, the coming, the beyond the sea, from Syria, and Jehoshaphat, what did he do? He feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord. And that's so important. Before he did anything else, he set himself, himself, before he, and he sought, the Lord and it says it as we know the great verse in Matthew 6:33, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you and the significance of that is that seek the Lord is also applicable in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament they two go together sadly today some people don't even read the Old Testament but the prophecy in the Old Testament comes to the New Testament And here we have here that he feared himself and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Throughout all Judah, the whole of Judah fasted because of this army that was coming supposedly to defeat Jehoshaphat. That really is significant, not only as a nation, but also as a church. That when church is facing opposition, we need to seek the Lord. We need to seek the Lord. We need to know what God is saying to us as individuals and as a church. So throughout all Judah. And then it says, So Judah gathered together. wasn't just the king. The whole of Judah gathered together. And it says this, To ask help from the Lord. And all the cities of Judah came to seek the Lord. Wouldn't it be good if we saw Birmingham, Coventry, Liverpool, Manchester, London, all coming to seek the Lord? Because the God that Jehoshaphat served is the same God that you and I serve. And he has the power to overcome the devil. He has the power to overcome evil. He has the power to overcome evil men. One day... Putin will die, whenever that is. And he will have to face his maker if he doesn't repent of his sins. And that's so important to recognise that that God has the victory. So here we have a situation, and it says, the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And then it says in verse 5, that Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah. Now that's very similar to someone coming before the Houses of Parliament. You imagine the king or anyone coming to the House of Parliament and saying to the Houses of Parliament, Seek the Lord. Because this country needs to seek the Lord at this very difficult time. There are so many people who cannot live, who have the cost of living, where prices are going up, where people are being evicted from their homes, and people need to know that we seek the Lord. I, I, I church I go to, and the community we've just started an organ, Well, you know the word Cap Christians Against Poverty, and the people in that community need to know God and need to know the Lord Jesus. And so King Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah. And Jerusalem no better place in the house of the Lord before the new court. so you see what's happening King Jehoshaphat came to fear the Lord then he feared the Lord and he realized that he couldn't do it himself so he asked for a fast in the cities and then he comes before the new cause and he says this Oh Lord God of our father are you not the God of heaven and do you rule, do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations and are you not our god he's your god he's my god he is your god there is no other god like the god of heaven and earth there is no other god who is alive there's no other religion that has a jesus christ who is alive there's no funeral there's no tombstone there's a tombstone of muhammad there's a tombstone of buddha but there's no tombstone of jesus christ why because he's alive amen Amen. he's alive he's alive and he's alive forevermore and we see here that this king said to them and he says are you not our god who drove out the inhabitants before your people of israel and then they dwelt and have built and your sanctuary is in it for your name. So you see what we're saying? That the king gave everything to God. Before he did anything, he sought the Lord. And that's what we need to do. Everything that we do, whether small or big or, or great, whatever it is, we need to seek the Lord. We cannot do it without God. King Jehoshaphat realised it. The, the enormity of the task, so his best shape was that he went to God. And that's what you and I need to do. You and I need to seek God in everything that we do because without that we are on a defeated foe. and so so we, so we have a situation here and they dwelt in it and have built and then it says this in verse 9. If there's a disaster, if we are defeated, he says this. He says, by sword or by judgment or by pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and say. So even if they got defeated, even if they were overrun, They would never, ever turn to the gods of of Ammon, of Moab, which is Shemosh. They would still turn to God. And that reminds me a lot of the Christian churches who are suffering in open doors. They will never, ever turn back to idols. They will turn to God. We were praying before about the situation in Ukraine. There are Christians in Ukraine, I believe, who are suffering, but they will never, ever turn back to idols because God has the victory. So it says here, and and then he says in verse 10, and now here are the people whom you would not let Israel invade, but they turned out from them and did not destroy them. So he, re- he realised the battle that was, wasn't just one, one nation, it was three. Ammon, Moab and Seir. A big battle. And yet God has the victory. And you know in the Bible of people who have, been, who, have had odds of so much and yet God has the victory. Remember the story of Gideon. Remember the Midianites. Remember how powerful they were. Bye. Remember how powerful they were, the Midianites. And yet God said to Gideon, you leave the Midianites to me because God will have the victory. And what, well, what was so funny was they decided to turn on each other because they just didn't know what was happening. But God knew what was happening. And so that's a tremendous. And here we have the same instance of, of and it says, We will never, ever, because you will hear and you will save. So it says then, carry on, it says, O our God, will you not judge them? You see what Jehoshaphat's saying? He's praising God, he's asking God. He's not doing it himself. O God, will you not judge them? For we have no power. Do you have power this morning? Do I have power? I don't have power. Do you have power? Who has power? Jesus Christ. Who has the power of the Lord? Who is the powerful God? And, and that's what's so good about it is is that King Jehoshaphat knew that he couldn't do this without himself. And so he has no power. And it says, <coughs> against this great multitude that has come against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Fix your eyes upon Jesus, and look full in His full face. For the and I can't remember, but you know what I'm talking about. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. That is the message of the gospel. And so this church, and these people—sorry, these people—they stood before the Lord. But notice also, this is how good this is. It Says in verse thirteen. Not only the men, but little children, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. So everyone stood before the Lord. And how did that come about? Because Jehoshaphat initially feared and went to God. Wouldn't it be good if we had a whole nation that feared the Lord? Wouldn't it be good if we had this nation to come back to follow God? Because here we have here that these people feared the Lord. And he said, And then the Spirit of the Lord came to Jehiel, a Levite, the son of Asaph, in the midst. And then it says, and he said, Listen, this is this This is proper calling now. Listen, all of you and your inhabitants and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus the Lord says to you, do not be afraid are you afraid this morning no anyone afraid this morning why are we afraid because we have god and if you ever read joshua chapter one which is a great chapter on, on be be strong and have a good courage it's saying here do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude do not be afraid why for the battle is not yours but god's so this battle and this place that we're here today is not my battle it's not your battle it is god's god only wants us to be god only one well prove as that is he wants to use us to bring glory to his name just think about that for a minute just think about this God who created the heavens and the earth, who came with his Son through Jesus Christ, who died on a cross, who rose from the dead, who ascended into heaven, the Holy Spirit came down, so that we, here in this room, can be used by God. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? It's absolutely. And so... And then he gives them instructions. It says in verse 16. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up and you will find um, them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeriel. This is verse 16. And then God says to them, it says this. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. And then it says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God was at work. All they had to do was to position themselves and see what God was going to do. And then it says, do not fear or dismay, for the Lord is with you. So I share with you as well as I share myself this morning. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord is with you. If you're a Christian this morning, I'm sure most of them are, you will have God in your life. The problem is that we don't tell God everything, do we? Why don't we tell God everything? Why don't Christians tell God everything? Because let's face it, God knows about us anyway. So just tell him there's something wrong, tell him. Tell him and speak to him. Because that's what God wants to do. When I had problems, as you know, with Thomas, I spoke to God and said, I can't do this anymore. And I prayed to God and I spoke like that. Because that's what God wants. He wants people who speak from the heart. And although the situation is still difficult, it's better than it was. Because there are many people praying, I know you are. And I praise God for that. That Thomas will be saved by the grace of God. And so, we need to fear the Lord. The people in this community, give them to God. The people in our own families, give them to God. Don't do it yourself, because you can't. I'm a big person of that. I thought I could do everything. Oh, I'm the bee's knees. But that all stopped. So God says, No, you can't, because I'm a judge. We praise God for that. And so, as we see, but you see, what's also good that it says, Do not fear or dismay, for the Lord is with you. And what did Jehoshaphat do? He bowed his head. He bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all the Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord and worshipped That's a tremendous testimony, isn't it? The whole city, the whole region of Judah bowed before the Lord and worshipped the Lord. Why? Because God was going to answer their prayers. And anyone who tells me that the Old Testament is not applicable today, well, that just tells you in it is, because these people bowed before the Lord, and then it says the well, Levites, who were the, the religious, who were the looked after the priesthood and all that. It says they stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with the, with all your loud. <coughs> and it says in verse twenty one, praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever And in verse 22 it says now when they began to sing and to praise the Lord set ambushes against the people Avon Moab and Seir who had come against Judah and they were all defeated Because God set the ambush So what really happened was these three big armies who were going to fight against Jehoshaphat decided to fight against each other. Confusion. We live in a confused world, but there was confusion because it says clearly that God had the victory. And God has a victory in your life. God has the victory in my life. Are you, are, do you know that? Do you know that God has the victory in your life? Can you honestly say that when you when you leave this building this morning that God has a victory? Whatever you're facing, now I'm not saying you're going to face a battle, because you're not, but you do have a battle. Every day you have a battle. Every day when you get up there is a battle because it's against God and Satan. And we have the victory because we've been saved by the grace of God. And anything you face give it to God give it to God let me just give you a problem just a little example as a close because I have this problem with my leg I pray more than I've ever done in my life and I went last week to the hospital because I had an infected toe in this one and I was quite worried about it because that's how this leg went and so I prayed to the Lord and when I got to the new hospital, anyone who hasn't been is a lovely hospital, went to the new hospital. And I said to the Lord, could you tell me where the podiatrist is? So I went to the, uh, went to the, to the, um, the reception, they said, oh, it's just up there. So I went up there. And then they said, when I'd been there, um, they said, now go to the chemist. And I said, where's the chemist? And they said, it's in a, it's in a quarter cabin, Lloyd's, Outside of um, the hospital, and it was a wet day, and I was in the lift, and I wouldn't go in the lift, and I said, "Lord, I can't come here today because if I do, I'll fall over, and that's it." So I went back the following day, and I prayed that night, and I said to my wife Kathy, "I said I'm going to pray that God will show me where this is." So I go the following day, and I go up, and my wife drops me off because the parking there, as you know, is very difficult. And I asked the Lord, show me where this place is. So I got in the lift, I went out of the lift and saw this young lady who was, I think she was a nurse, and I said, Can you tell me where the chemist is? And she said, I will take you to it. Was that an answer to prayer. And, <clears throat> and we had a good chat, and we went in into the um and it was a difficult slope because, um, I mean, obviously I had my crush with me, and I prayed to God, "Keep me safe, keep me safe." And what did He do? He kept me safe. I came out of that, I came up the hill, and the lady was quite surprised how good I was walking, and that's all down to God, not me, because of what God can do. That's only a simple, simple thing. I mean, in the in the early days. I found it very difficult to fill my petrol, fill my car with petrol. Because when you get out of the car, you have to go around and because I can't walk like I used to, I said to the Lord, please help me to fill this car with petrol. What did he do? He filled this car with petrol. So in everything, in everything, give it to God. And in everything, and 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 the small things, he will also give you the big things it says in john chapter 15 verse 15 or 16 i can't remember it says "Grace the Lord, you know this have no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends and you are his friends if you do what i command think about that and then there's a great hymn isn't there what a friend we have in jesus All our sins and griefs to bear, all because everything to God, everything, whether small or big, everything to God in prayer. And I can tell you this, as we have in our own church, our church is just about the same size as this. If we give everything to God, God will honour us. So it's in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, He who honours me, I will honour. So he's going to honour this church. Why? Because you're honouring God. That gives you hope, doesn't it? Well, come on, amen? amen. That gives you real hope. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you've brought this church through. We thank you, Lord, too, for Eddie, for the way that you've healed him in years gone by. And he, obviously he can say the same as me, and others as well. But, Lord, we just want to bring this church to you. And we just want to bring this nation to you. And, Lord, we're having a, a remembrance service. And, and, and obviously, the, 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 the war soldiers are going past the, the cenotaph. Is, well, maybe past, but go through the cenotaph. Lord I pray that people will turn to you in these days because we need to turn to you and follow you because without you we have nothing. It says in John 15 verse 5 I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him shall bring forth much fruit for without me you can do nothing. Nothing. And so, Lord, I pray that we too will, will abide in the vine. That we will bear much fruit. Not because we do it ourselves, because we can't. But we just look at what you did through King Jehoshaphat. And how the nations around were frightened of him because he honoured God. Help us, Lord, in this church and in other churches in Liverpool to honour God before it's too late,